All right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Tuesday, July 11th. Stocks snap a three-day losing streak. Fed members say they need to keep raising rates. CRM is on the move. It's Prime Day. We'll take a look at Amazon. Plus, we'll review our Oxy and MRO trades and take a closer look at Delta earnings. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. Now, this is your first time here. My name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. You saw my trading partner walk right behind me uh, just a couple of seconds ago. That is my dog, Chip. And on most days, I'm joined by Rockwell Trading's founder, Marcus Heikoder, but he is on an epic road trip right now. I just heard he's driving through the state of Pennsylvania on and onwards to another regatta where he is taking his daughter on a great trip. So I'm running the show solo right now, and I promise that you're in good hands. You can say we have a ton of trading here, at, trading experience that is here at Rockwell Trading. We know our stuff. We're not afraid to tell it like it is. And if you're looking for some honest insight into the world of trading, then you are definitely at the right place. Now, before we dive in and show you our trades and how we're tackling these crazy markets, let's take a look at what's moving the markets today. Let me go ahead and bring up the S&P 500 here. This is not the S&P 500. This is Amazon. We'll come back to this one. Uh, but we'll look at the S&P 500. And yesterday, yesterday, if we take a, a little bit of a, a peek back at what took place, yesterday, a bit of a reversal, the S&P finishing higher by a quarter percent. Now, let's go to a five-minute chart because although the indices were higher across the board yesterday, if you look at what was going on here, uh, we gapped lower, filled the gap quickly in the first five minutes, traded higher, then pulled back. We made session lows around lunchtime, rallied again, getting back up to the levels that we saw earlier in the session, and then sideways for most of the day before a little bit of a rally in the last 10 minutes of the trading session uh, to finish back positive. So just a quiet session. Actually, the S&P yesterday in a range of about 23 points, it looks like. Not a whole lot of movement and activity for the S&P. Now, this morning, we actually gapped higher. We rallied a bit and then came back to fill the gap before drifting higher again. Right now, the S&P up 0.3%. But all in all, the last trading session and this morning so far, not a lot of volatility, not a lot of movement. It's definitely clear, at least in my opinion, that traders are waiting for something. Uh, and that is most likely CPI data that will be released tomorrow. But before we take a closer look at what to expect and what Fed funds futures are showing, let's look at the Dow. Similar movement for the Dow, but the Dow up 0.4% right now. So the Dow actually leading the major indices. The NASDAQ, similar movement yesterday and today, a bit of a rally, a pullback. The NASDAQ has been a little bit weaker out of the Three, uh, so the Dow, the Nasdaq was negative for a little bit, dipping uh, negative in the morning after the the positive start, but now positive once again. So up 0.3 percent right now. All in all, just a little bit of a drift, not a lot of volatility, 
If we look at the fear index, the VIX, we see that the VIX is at lows of the session. And after a little bit of a spike, we're trading back into this lower range at 14.6 right now, which is down uh, just uh, shy of 3% compared to where we ended the day up yesterday. So volatility getting sucked out of the market, although it does look like traders are waiting for something. And if we look at the economic calendar here, uh, the economic calendar we see tomorrow, we have some red flag reports. It's really all about CPI data. There's a, a few different uh, numbers being released, like core CPI, CPI, and then also the year-over-year -year number. This is what investors are waiting for. Not really to see if the Fed's going to raise rates at their next meeting, but what the Fed might do beyond that. Let's go ahead and look at the CME FedWatch tool. Now, this is uh, based on Fed Funds futures, and we see here that right now the probability of a hike at the next meeting, 92.4%. So essentially almost certain that the Fed will raise rates based on these futures. This, whether or not it's certain or not, at this point in time, you could say a quarter point is priced into the market. This is what traders are expecting. And the, the real question, though, is what comes next? The Fed has hinted at more rate hikes. And we see here at the September meeting right now, there's a 72% chance that after this July meeting uh, and, a, and a hike at the July meeting, that in September, the Fed will keep rates the same. So that's what traders are betting on. A little more uncertainty here in November, where there's a 54% chance that the Fed will keep rates the same, a 35, 36% chance that they'll raise another quarter point. And this is really what traders and investors are a little more interested in at this point. So essentially, the, the quarter point is priced in, and it's what happens beyond that. Because the Fed has said, hey, we need to do a little more work. Uh, we're not done yet. And traders have really shaken off those comments and said, well, maybe things are going to be fine. <laughs> maybe we don't need to raise rates anymore. Maybe the inflation numbers will start to look good and the Fed will change their mind. Well, even yesterday, Fed members reiterated their need to raise rates beyond what they're at right now. Mary Daly uh, president of the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco, said at a Brookings Institute event that, quote, we're likely to need a couple more rate hikes over the course of this year. Note, couple, right? And then uh, Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester. Now, uh, Loretta is not a voting member, uh, but she also stressed the need to raise rates uh, higher, quote, in order to ensure that inflation is on a sustainable and timely path back to 2%. My view is that the Fed's rate will need to move up somewhat further from its current level and then hold there for a while as we accumulate more information on how the economy is evolving, end quote. So the Fed continues to say, hey, we need to do more work. Right now, traders are saying, yeah, one more hike, but then we're probably fine. We'll see if CPI data and also PPI data on Thursday changes this, uh, this story here. Now, if we go back to PowerX Optimizer and we look at the heat map here, we see that overall markets are green, 
but a little more mixed than we've seen on on some days. So even the Magnificent Seven, right? Apple's down a little bit. Microsoft is down a little bit. NVIDIA is up. Google's up. Meta's up. Amazon's up. Tesla's flat for the day. And with the sectors, we see consumer defensive down a little bit. Healthcare down a little bit. Financial services up. Energy up. So a little bit mixed. Not an overwhelming move higher where there's just a sea of green. A little, a little, a little more mixed in uncertainty, even though the overall markets are up. And right now, uh, the S&P is up a quarter percent. Now, let's look at some market movers. And I want to bring up CRM, Salesforce. Salesforce actually helping the Dow here lead the markets higher. Salesforce is up 3.5%. Uh, they were up almost 4% pre-market after announcing it would raise prices by about 9% across the board with its cloud offerings. Uh, so that's something that investors applauded, liking that move and stocks trading back at these highs that we saw uh, in May. And beyond that, we haven't been at these levels since April of 2022. So investors applauding that decision and the stock's up about 3.5%. Now, a few other market movers. JetBlue, J-B-L-U is a ticker symbol. And we see that JetBlue is down almost 4% after this nice run-up that we've seen in June. Uh, JetBlue was downgraded by an analyst. Uh, Evercore ISI cited the recent sharp rally in shares and balance sheet concerns uh, warranted the downgrade. Now, another one on the move. Let's look at 3M here. So 3M company, MMM is the ticker. 3M up almost 4%. Another Dow component helping the Dow. Uh, rallying uh, up about 2% pre-market and continuing on here. Uh, upgraded to neutral from underperformed by Bank of America. Uh, the analyst saying that there are positive catalysts uh, related to litigation settlements, restructuring, and a planned spinoff of its healthcare business uh, for the upgrade to neutral. Now, let's take a look at positions that we are in. And one position that I took last week would be MRO, Marathon Oil. So last week, there was a bit of a dip. Things uh, looked uh, nice on uh, a support level selling puts. Since then, we've had a nice move higher. Right now, I still have an order to close this. Uh, what we like to do is, is we like to sell premium, and we're looking to get assigned at the strike that we sell. So we're happy to get assigned. That's our line in the sand. That's where we say, you know what? I'm okay owning MRO at $22 a share, right? Instead, support held up. Uh, now the goal is to, to free up that buying power. If we've essentially made 90% of the maximum profit that we can make on this trade, why not close it out, give up a few cents and move on to another trade? So that's what I'm looking to do here right now. Still have an order in the market to close at two cents. It's been two bid, three ask all day long. We'll see if I get filled by the end of the day, but you never know with CPI and PPI coming out, maybe a little volatility, maybe a little movement, maybe we get a bit of a sell-off, uh, you know, whether it be an, another oil and gas play or something else doesn't matter to me, but I would like to free this one up if possible. 
and move on. See if there's something else that I could take this week. Now, Marcus, he sold puts on Oxy last week. So he sold the 57. And uh, just like MRO, drifting higher after that. Uh, so happy to get assigned to 57. Right now, Oxy's trading at 59.80. And I can confirm that Marcus was able to close this put uh, today. Buying it back at $0.06. Cents, he collected $0.61 cents to start the trade. Buying it back at $0.06, cents, freeing up that buying power, looking for new opportunities and new trades. So I'm still in MRO. Marcus is no longer in Oxy. And uh, we'll see if we can get a bit of a sell-off, get some movement here, or maybe an earnings play uh, to take advantage of the buying power that we currently have available to trade with. Now, what is an earnings play? Well, for us, we prefer to trade after earnings rather than before. By trading into earnings, there's a lot of uncertainty, right? It's the, the outcome is uncertain. Sure, options are pricing a potential move. Let's take a look at DAL as an example. So Delta Airlines, based on option prices here, Delta, uh, they are reporting earnings uh, before the bell on Thursday. So this is confirmed here. We have it noted in PowerX Optimizer. And the expected move right now is 3.87% to the upside, 3.87% to the downside, or that would be a $50.09 on the upside versus 46.33 to the downside. Right now the stock's at 48 and a quarter. What is this move? Well, the expected move is taking options prices. So Options traders are basically making bets on where they expect the, the stock to potentially move. And we could take that premium, uh, use it to determine where traders might think that this is headed, right? So based on this probability here, uh, essentially 70%, it's one standard deviation, right? But let's just say 70%, make it super easy, use a round number there. The idea is that 70% of the time, we will stay between this upper and lower level uh, based on these probabilities. That means that 15% of the time will break to the upside, 15% of the time will break to the downside. Now, do these numbers work out perfectly? No, no. But with probabilities and standard deviations over time, if you have one event, hey, anything could happen. But with a thousand events, you start to see that bell curve and the probabilities actually work out. Now, because of that, I mean, gosh, to me, I would rather put on a trade after this event, right? There's some uncertainty here. What if we, we drop? Well, that to me is a nice earnings play. It's after that overreaction. Now, I don't think that Delta is going to fall back to 34, but let's just say hypothetically, this thing is essentially just getting, you know, in, in a free fall, getting hammered after earnings. There's a big surprise uh, we, you know, probabilities are out the window, but if I look at a chart like this and it's a stock that I actually want to own and because of that extra volatility, that overreaction where traders are freaking out, if I could sell puts on something that has really, really strong support and traders are panicking, that's when I see an easy opportunity to make money, right? Well, let's go ahead and look at earnings, uh, the earnings analysis tool to see what, Delta has done in the past. Well, looking at the last 12 quarters, so the last three years, we see that typically 
the uh, beat or not beating earnings is, is totally mixed here. Uh, it might be that one was, uh, I, I don't know why we have 11 instead of 12, um, but nonetheless, uh, five out of the, the last uh, 12 times it beat, uh, six out of the last 12, we had a miss, right? So so basically a wash. To, to me, there's no there's no clear advantage there, but even the, the beating or not beating to me doesn't matter. It's all about the move. What happens when the stock reacts. And here we see that seven out of 12 of the last earnings, uh, the, the stock was reacting positive, uh, but five out of 12 times the uh, reaction was negative. In fact, look at these averages. So on average, if there's a positive reaction, the stock's up 1.3%. If there's a negative reaction, the stock's down 4.6%. So th this is, even though, there's more positive reactions than negative. This does not make me feel too good about owning Delta going into earnings here, just because historically there tends to be a worse reaction, right? So 1.3% upside versus 4.6% downside. It seems like when there's a negative reaction, this thing tends to, to be even worse than uh, what you might expect. Uh, here with the seventh day move, right? So not just how things reacted, uh, based on the earnings reaction for that day. But what happened seven days later, we see that four out of 12 times the stock's higher. On average, it would be up 7.3%, but eight out of 12 times the stock is lower and typically down 4%. So it does look like this has a tendency to overreact to the downside after the seventh day, not any really, uh, not, not really worse. Uh, than the 4.6% reaction, but we see that uh, eight out of 12 times rather than five out of 12 times we're down on the seventh day. So Delta Airlines, the, the reaction tends to be mixed, but after seven days, the reaction tends to be negative. Uh, but this is kind of my point here, right? If, if this thing falls four or 5% and we could do an earnings play after the fact while people are really concerned, that could be a great opportunity. And on average, the stock ends up down 4% anyway. So why not take advantage of that overreaction, right? Now, we'll, we'll see what Delta uh, does and, and anything can happen here. Uh, but historically speaking, we tend to see more negativity or, or more of a negative reaction and the earnings announcement, whether they beat or uh, underperform or, or miss expectations, that is mixed. So interesting, interesting analysis here, but I think it, it supports, uh, at least in my opinion, why it's better to do an earnings play after the uh, earnings release rather than before. So if you like this video, please give it a thumbs up. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe so you get notified when we do future videos. I will be back here tomorrow for another coffee with Mark and sometimes Marcus. Uh, until then, happy trading, everybody.